Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, Jesus said, there am I in the midst of them. To those of you who love him in truth, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this yes, message Lord. that you have given me. Glory thank you, Lord. God. Praise God. We pray that you would bless every person listening, that you would truly open hearts, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive what you are saying by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Amen. Today's program is called A Broken and a Contrite Heart. Let's turn to 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. Before I go any further with this, I just want to remind us King David was a man after God's own heart. He loved God. He served God. He loved God with all his heart. And yet this happened in his life. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived. So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked how Joab was doing, and how the people were doing, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house, and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and did not go down to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. Verse 14. In the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retreat from him, that he may be struck down and die. So it was, while Joab besieged the city, that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men. Then the men of the city came out and fought with Joab. 
and some of the people of the servants of David fell, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Verse 22. So the messenger went and came and told David all that Joab had sent by him. And the messenger said to David, Surely the men prevailed against us and came out to us in the field. Then we drove them back as far as the entrance of the gate. The archers shot from the wall at your servants, and some of the king's servants are dead. And your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said to the messenger, Thus you shall say to Joab, Do not let this thing displease you, for the sword devours one as well as another. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it. We see very clearly right here that David had hardened his heart. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man, who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him, but he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die, and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes, and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house. Let's turn to Psalm 51. David wrote this psalm at this time in his life. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, 
according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face of my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted unto you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you did not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Contrite means deeply affected with grief and sorrow. In verse 4, David said, Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. In Psalm 38:18, David wrote, I will declare mine iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. That's godly sorrow. Psalm 32, David said, I acknowledge my sin unto you, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you should be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Verse 6, Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. In the King James it says, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world produces death. In 1 John 1.9, the Apostle John said, If we confess our sin, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When David sinned with Bathsheba, he hardened his heart against God and against Bathsheba and Uriah, even to the point of having Uriah killed with the sword of the children of Ammon. God, in his great love, sent Nathan the prophet to rebuke him and chasten him and to show him his sin. Then David was sorry for his sin, and he acknowledged his sin to God. He truly had a broken and a contrite spirit before him, and God accepted his repentance. He did not die. But God still pronounced judgment upon him. Nevertheless, godly sorrow works repentance not to be repented of. David truly repented, and he turned from his sin, and he never went back to it again. He went on to serve God with all his heart, all the rest of his life. Are you hardening your heart? Have you hardened your heart to believe everything is okay when you know in your heart of hearts that you have sinned against God and not repented? Are you comforting yourself with the false doctrines and lies that false preachers are telling you, Satan's ministers, ravenous wolves, who are devouring you, preying on your guilty conscience to make merchandise of you, promising you liberty while they themselves are the slaves of corruption? Turn from these men. Turn from these lies. Come clean before your God. Come boldly before him, confessing your sins. Turn to him with all your heart and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. His mercies are great. And if you will sincerely repent and acknowledge your sin, he will abundantly pardon. Don't think he won't blot out your name from the Lamb's book of life if you won't repent, if you keep hardening your heart. Jesus said in that day there is going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Thank you for listening to 15 Minutes with Jesus at roberthames.com. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you who love him in truth. Amen.